0: It's And we're live on Facebook. It is Carcon Carne, sponsored by C and H Financial Services. This week is animal week on carcone carne carcone carne is gone to the dogs and the cats and really anything that can be sheltered adopted protected and cared for uh joining me tonight is carolyn giannopoulos she is the president and founder of chicagoland bully breed rescue now in its 30th year hello carolyn
1: hi how are you
0: i'm great so let's talk about bully mixes so we're talking american pitbull terriers staffordshire terriers Bulldogs and other mixes. I think for a lot of people and to some extent me included, I think some people hear pits and they automatically assume dangerous animals can't have them near other, can't have them near people, not safe to have as house pets. I'm sure that is something you hear and face all the time. It, How much of that is accurate or is it just complete BS at this point?
1: You know, th- Every dog's really an individual, but I mean, clearly I'm sitting here and I've got a pit bull in my lap that I've had for a couple of weeks that came from a really bad situation. And there's a pit bull behind me snoring
0: and (laughs) there's a
1: bulldog behind me snoring too. So, um, I mean, we're all in pretty perfect harmony and there's one over on the couch, but she doesn't want to be on camera. So, um, you know, every dog's an individual. So you can have a dog that decides that they don't want to be around other dogs. And that's perfectly okay. Not everybody wants to be around people all the time either. So, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's really more often than not, we've had dogs that are really great with other dogs and it just, you have to figure out that right mix. Um, You know, some don't want to be super crazy play and some just want to hang around and others want to run around like crazy and jump all over. So
0: I, I do love the snoring in the background. That only enhances whatever we're doing here tonight. Oh,
1: my gosh. She she gets bad. <laughs> it's really
0: bad. Uh, let's see. Natalie says, look how much her pit bull loves her. True story. Uh, you know, and, <laughs> and Giorgio says, good doggo. All caps. Good doggo. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Carolyn. For the past, well, since mid-March, I, I took this show daily. I, it was a weekly show. And after doing this for six weeks, I needed a week to talk about something other than people facing Absolutely. COVID-19. I needed a palate cleanser. I think we all do. Uh, so talking about how we can support the animals, let's let's talk about animals for a week. Let's talk about those lovable, lovable creatures who need our protection, help, and sheltering, which is why you're here. Yeah, for definitely. 30 years ago, you started Chicagoland Bully Breed Rescue.
1: What,
0: what inspired that? Were you just an owner that thought I want to do all I can for this breed, or did you kind of get led into it by someone else?
1: Well, so we grew up with a pit bull and we've always had dogs in our house. We have had strays, we've had everything Um, we've had from a breeder. We've had strays that my dad picked up in the alley. I mean, we've had everything, but we had a pit bull from uh, my uncle gave us the pit bull and um, we grew up with her. my older brother and I, my little brother, um, we just, She was the greatest dog. She hung out with all the kids in the neighborhood. She was just fantastic. Everybody loved her. And um, when I got into my teens, I wanted to volunteer at a a shelter. I won't mention the shelter because I still work with them uh, on on occasion for things. Um, But I was helping them out, and I was volunteering there. And I had an affinity for pit bulls. And so I would work with them and play with them. And then one day I came in, and one of my favorite dogs was gone. And I'm like, well, I did somebody adopt the dog and like, oh no, it was a pit bull. We had to put it down. I was crushed. I mean, absolutely crushed because there were other dogs there that I would never put in a house with little kids or anything like that. And this dog was by far perfection. And it really just hit me very hard. And I said, you know, I need to do something better. Maybe I can start rescuing pit bulls. Um, And little did I know what that was going to encompass. I really, I started the nonprofit. I did it all myself. I didn't have money to pay a lawyer to do it. So um trial and error i did that i raised money um i became friends with a lot of chicago police officers um actually my phone number that i have is a chicago police officer got me the phone specifically so that she could get a hold of me whenever she was on duty and she needed help with a dog
0: um
1: wow. so it's it and she's still one of my really good friends so um it just kind of they they hit me i knew the breed i could i understood the breed and i saw what people were doing. And I'm like, there has to be something better. And there's no reason that just because they're called a pit bull that they should be euthanized and not loved and be in a home. And so the journey began.
0: I have to assume that a lot of dogs that come your way might've come from bad homes or they've been poorly treated. Is that more often the case with rescues?
1: Um Yeah. And it kind of runs the gamut. I mean, it can be from dog fighting. It could be from just, is that, is that
0: still a thing that happens?
1: Oh, it's huge. It's, it's horrible. And it's that's repulsive.
0: Still, I, yeah. I, I can't imagine that's a thing that still and, exists. And you know, people
1: think that it's only in bad neighborhoods. I mean, there's dog fights that happen up at Northbrook court. I mean, at the shopping center, I, it's just, it's horrible where.
0: See, they took the Macy's out. Look what happened.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I mean, it can be from everything. Like Podge, my, the little white guy that was just sitting in my lap here. He is about ten months old, and we just got him from somebody who only had him for a couple of weeks. But he, I'm mean, his fifth home, and he's ten months old. And he was abandoned out in a yard when he was a puppy for a couple of weeks, and they went to someone else, and went to someone else, and most recently, the last person he was at, not a week after we got Podge to our house, the little kid in the house was killed, and. Um, we, I mean, no doubt this dog would have been dead if we wouldn't have went and got him out of the house. So uh, you don't know what's going on. I mean, it can be abuse. It can be neglect. It can just be, oh, I'm going to get this really cool pit bull and then do absolutely nothing with it. No training, no socialization, nothing. And then they hit a year old and they're wild and crazy and you haven't done anything with and boom, we're going to drop them off. Um, A lot of dogs that wind up coming into the shelters and that need homes are dogs that um, landlords are telling people that they can't have the dogs anymore. And so breed specific legislation is still very alive and it's, it's really detrimental. It doesn't work. And um, it's just, it's tough because it's not just for pit bulls. Now, Um, a lot of apartment buildings won't allow any big dogs. They won't allow shepherds or huskies or rotties or anything.
0: So what's the current status of the rescue? Did interest in rescuing dogs pick up or slow down because of the pandemic?
1: Um, It's kind of both. I mean, we've actually adopted out all of our dogs. We have two dogs that um, need to get put up on the website. I think Podge might have a a potential home. We just have to cat test him and, and check that out. Um, But we're actually sending volunteers down to animal control to start looking at dogs because we have no dogs. We've adopted everybody out. And, um, you know, some of our friends that are in rescue, they, they posted out that they just, they were looking for some foster homes. And one of the rescues got 530 foster applications. (laughs) It's like you're, they're pulling dogs from everywhere and people are getting mad that no one's getting back to them and, and whatnot. It's like, we're, we're trying to find dogs that are going to fit in your household. So um, it's nice that people are really opening their home to doing it. I do worry a little bit. I'm going to err on the side of caution. And I worry a little bit that people aren't, uh, once they get back into their regular lives of going to work and being gone for 10 hours or whatever, are they going to really remember they now have a dog that they have to figure out. Yeah. So.
0: I do want to thank a lot of people for joining us tonight. Jets, Mike, Mark, Jason, Jesus, Ken, Ashley, John, uh, Jessica, Jane, uh, Giorgio also commented that I'm wearing a dead man shirt, which is true. Boston brand, kind of a lost DC comic superhero shot in a horrible circus. Double cross forced to live the life of the undead inhabiting living people's bodies as dictated by the Ramakushna. I digress. Uh, now Karen that sounds Gianopolis, like a
1: conversation you need to have with my brother.
0: <laughs> true enough. So how attached do you personally, as the the president, as the founder of this rescue, how attached do you personally get? Like how many dogs do you usually have running around your place at one time?
1: So I have my standard three. I, I've smartened up over the years. I don't have eight dogs in my house anymore, um, but I have my three and they're, they're fantastic. They're a great little pack and they really are, they're good foster siblings. And so I always have at least one foster dog with my dogs and um, I just keep rotating. And every once in a while I say, I'm going to give my dogs a break and that lasts for about an hour or two because then I'll see a dog that needs help. I'm like, Oh, let's go pick it up. (laughs) Let's go get it. So um, I think I've, I've had the last count that I had um, that I that I could actually physically figure out. I've had a couple of hundred foster dogs over the last um, maybe 10 years or so. Um, so I've I've lot. done a, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. And it's hard because, you know, they break my heart every time they go home, but that just means I get to love another dog, so.
0: True. So you, you mentioned it, you know, people might get uh, fosters, that might adopt a dog during the pandemic. And then when life slides back into something resembling normal, they may not be ready to continue that responsibility or or, they just might not be able to. What other thing would you like potential adopters or foster parents to think about before getting into this? Besides that long term, what seems to be obvious, what should they consider when looking for a a shelter dog or someone to adopt?
1: Well, I think um, people need to understand that a lot of, like when we do fostering, all of our dogs go through foster homes because we don't have a physical shelter. So when I take a foster dog into my house, I housebreak it. I make sure that the dog doesn't have any food aggression issues. I work with everything. And that's what we really expect our foster homes to do because I want to be able to pass on my dog to you in as perfect condition as I possibly can. And anybody who's fostered a dog for me or has adopted one of my fosters, they've all routinely said, you've done such a great job. And it's not just me, my dogs really teach them a lot. So, um, but that's really what I want ultimately that they get the best dog that they can possibly get, that they can do whatever, they can go to a park, they can go to PetSmart, whatever they wanna do. Um, But So when people are offering to foster, I think a lot of times we really do things just based on our heart and we, on emotions. And we're like, Oh, this poor dog, it was sitting in a shelter. It could have died. You know, all of that. There's gotta be some rational thinking, like crate train the dog, make sure that the dog knows that they have to go into a crate or they're comfortable in a crate for a long period of time. Even if it's an hour here, two hours here, they want to get comfortable with that exercise there's training. We know some trainers who are actually doing online training courses right now and they're doing zoom lessons, which I think is great because people still need to do that because if they go, they start leaving to go to work and now you've got a dog who might wind up with separation anxiety because they've yeah. literally been with you for 24 hours out of a day. Um, so I, there's just a lot, I think the, the training aspect and, um, and just making sure that they acclimate really good to once you go back to normal life.
0: So, 30 years in, Chicagoland Bully Breed Rescue. If people want to learn more about what you're doing and the dogs that are currently up for being fostered, where do they go?
1: Um, They can go to our Facebook page, which is Chicagoland Bully Breed Rescue. Um, And that's also our website, ChicagolandBullyBreedRescue.org. We're on Instagram as well at Chicago Pit Bulls.
0: And who doesn't want to look at pictures of dogs?
1: Right. I mean, and our social media girl, Annabelle, I'll throw a shout out to her. She's awesome. She is always posting videos and pictures and and whatnot. So.
0: Well, thank you for doing this. I'm so glad that uh, the dog back there was able to sleep through all this. I
1: mean, (laughs) you know, I thought she'd be a little bit more animated, but, you know, she's got to take her pre-bedtime nap. So, you know,
0: it's late. we are her. Right, right now all of us are her right now uh, thank you for doing this i want to thank everyone for watching on facebook live and for listening to the podcast watching it wherever uh recent Can I
1: bring up one thing before we get off please really
0: quick? please
1: so we um i know with the pandemic and everything's kind of a little crazy but we got a grant this year in honor of our 30-year anniversary we are spaying and neutering 30 pit bulls in around in and around chicago Um, so these have to be owned dogs. So if you need your dog spayed or neutered, I will do it for free for you. Um, so go to our website, go to our Facebook page, send us a message, tell us, Hey, we want to get our dog spayed or neutered. We will take care of it for you. And we're just working on a date. We're not sure as soon as the clinics open back up. Um, but we would love to do it.
0: That is wonderful. That's a fine way to end this too. So thank you everybody for watching. Thank you, Carolyn. I'm going to kill the Facebook live real quick.